Welcome to Picture Book Path, a podcast for picture book writers and illustrators with questions about self-publishing. I'm Aijun. And I'm Phil. We're two experienced image makers on a new journey to publish independent picture books. There's no real map and we don't know everything. But we're asking questions and traveling this path to find answers. Come Come explore explore with with us. Hey, Aijun, how's it going? Hey, Phil, I'm I'm good. How are you? Good. So, yeah, we're here. Yes. And do you want to kind of explain to everybody why we're here? So we are here because, well, honestly, this was your idea. You approached me about starting a podcast for people who want to self-publish picture books, which we both want to do. And um, it's been my dream for years and years, even since I was a kid. And I don't know about you how long it's been your dream, but. Yeah, I've, so I've always wanted to do picture books since, for a while, yeah, you're right, for as long as I can remember. Um, and my path for my artwork and my career has always gone in different directions. And it was always one of those, oh, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to take this paid job. I got to do this paid job. And I kind of realized that I wasn't getting any younger. And yes. if I was going to actually start putting some books together, maybe I needed to actually do the work and put some <laughs> some books together. Maybe you need to actually make a picture book in order to right. make a picture book. Exactly. <laughs> if it's going to exist in the world, it has yeah. to actually be created first. Um, and so for me, I'm actually interested in doing hybrid authorship, which mm-hmm. um, for people who don't know, that is someone who t- publishes both traditionally with a traditional publisher and independently. Uh, I have an agent, a literary agent, and there will probably be some people who are going to think to themselves, if you have a literary agent, why in the world would you also want to do this? Um, mm-hmm. And for for me, it's kind of timing. Tradition, I love traditional publishing, but I don't think anybody is going to say that traditional publishing is perfect by a long stretch. Yeah. And the timing, the amount of time that it takes to get a book out into the world. uh, It just is a really long time. And if I were to sell a book today, that book wouldn't be in the world for another two years. And I just kind of want to try and get a little bit more work out. Yeah. And, you know, so I've talked to my literary agent about this and told her that I was going to try and, you know, um, try and take on this entire thing. And she was supportive. And so we're continuing to work together on several books. And I'm also going to try this and just see what works, you know, do a little experimentation and try and get some stuff out there. Cool. With traditional versus self-publishing, they're completely different beasts, right? With the traditional process. So it's not just that I'm 
that we're trying to find an editor that likes it. We're trying to find a house that will support it. And there are a lot of, basically a lot of yeses that have to go into that process. Right. Um, and so because publishing is so, so unpredictable, I've decided that I want to try and have a foot in both worlds. Yeah. How about you? Like when you're, when you're thinking about these things, um, the decision that, you know, it's not an easy decision to change from traditional to self-published. Did you ever have traditional publishing dreams? Yes, I definitely did. Um, and, and I realized like, maybe we should also give some background on ourselves um, because we're both artists and writers. Yeah, I guess that's important to say. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, so, and we're also both teachers and we both teach uh, children's illustration. I'm primarily a visual artist, but I've always loved writing. And I used to take creative writing, you know, when I was younger in high school and like as an adult, I've continued to take classes here and there, not as consistently, but I do feel more confident in my visual art. Um, I went to art college. Um, I went to Pratt. Um, I didn't I studied really know you went to Pratt. Yeah, I did. Um, but I did. I studied fine arts. I studied printmaking, and I still do, I do printmaking. And I so I sell my work at craft shows and online. And I also so, so we're both actually like entrepreneurial people. Like we both do sell our art in different capacities. But it's true. I I sell my. Uh, I also make zines, which are little self-published booklets. And I've been doing that for I think. I, I think my first one I, I put out was like in 2007. So it's been uh -huh. like 13 years. And I also um, started a wholesale note card business. So I sell, um, I, I create, I used my artwork and I create designs um, and get them offset printed at a local press and sell them in stores and stuff. And then I teach as well, teach art workshops at different venues. So, I think we're similar, like we both have different sort of ways that we earn income, but many of them are creative. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you want to talk about what you do in that capacity. Oh, sure. Well. Yeah. So I've been a freelance illustrator for 18 years already. Uh, I started my career in indie comic books and do role-playing games, like the rule books that put people put out for tabletop role-playing games. I illustrate the interiors of those. And, you know, I do graphic design and teach. It's in a way, you know, it's like so many creatives nowadays. I have a little bit of um, activity in a lot of different pots that slowly yeah. kind of come together. Um, um, so, yeah, it, I think that... We both are really experienced creating visuals and we both have been working on our writing for a while. And so oh, yeah, what yeah. Happens? Tell me about your writing. Sorry. Oh, Tell yeah. me about your writing though. Like uh, what is your experience with writing? It's been on and off for, well, my entire life, right? Um, 
I've written little stories here and there. And again, it was another one of those, oh yeah, I will get to my writing more later on and just kept putting it off because I was getting other paid work that uh, I, so I just didn't have the time I was putting time into other things. And so when I was 30, I was like, huh, I should maybe do that. And I wrote my first couple of little picture books that were terrible um, because it is not easy to write a picture book. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing too. It's like a myth and it's something I was also like, I know it's not easy, but it can't be that hard either, (laughs) you know, but actually there's a lot, there's work that goes into that, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I've been writing picture books on and off and I am 41 already. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just want to just put my nose to the grindstone to use a cliche a little harder and, you know, actually get it together. And so, yeah, I've been with my agent for about three years and we've, yeah, like we said, we, I've done a couple of novels, a couple of picture books and yeah, it, it, it builds slowly. And I guess I'm willing to help that build slowly, but I'm also a little bit impatient. Right. Cause you said that when you were 30, you were, so this was like 11 years ago. You're like, yeah. I, I better do some picture books now. Yeah. And then I took a couple of <laughs> years off from picture books. Yeah. Um, and then finally got back to picture books. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that, that, that's the thing about so many creative careers is that they're not a straight line no. and you kind of have to just keep plugging away at it and um, just kind of finding your own path, which is one of the reasons that this podcast is called that, right? Picture book right, path. Yeah. Um, so we're, yeah, (laughs) so we're going to try and figure out how to put out good picture books, right? Yes. Um, and along the way, we're going to find a lot of people to interview and ask questions to, and get answers to those questions that we don't know, and maybe even find out if we're asking the right questions. Because the, the thing with with self-publishing a book is that you have to take on all of the jobs that a traditional publisher would do. You're doing all that on your own, or you're finding the professionals to outsource that work for you. But how do you know to do the job or outsource it to a professional if you don't even know what the jobs are in the first place? Yeah, I know. There's so much like when you were suggesting this podcast to me, I started to realize like how much there is involved that I haven't been thinking about. Even as someone who does sell my artwork, there's just, you know, selling a picture book, the the places you want to get your books into, it's different than some of the places I've been getting my other work into. Right. Um, I mean, I like eight years ago, I actually self-published a uh, an Oracle deck, which is like a tarot deck, but with my own symbols and it doesn't follow the same structure as tarot. Um, and I use Kickstarter to help fund that. And that was sort of my first, um, well, not my first, I mean, I've been self-publishing the zines, but that was my um, kind of foray into really getting it public. And it mm-hmm. was, and there was a lot, it was extremely overwhelming and it was <laughs> great in many ways, but um 
it's a little different than like, you know, I'm making this zine and the zines I write, there's some that are just kind of little personal observations or little, you know, very short collection of little narratives, uh, almost more like a journal. And then I have some that are like kind of short stories and then some that are poetry with, and most of them are pretty heavy on illustration as well. Like I've always felt, I don't feel as like confident saying I'm a writer, even though I, I like to write even and I don't, you I feel write like, and you publish your own writing, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> feel like I write enough either as definitely I don't, I, I definitely do visual art way more, but um, the Oracle deck um, is called the golden moth illumination deck. That was like very public. Cause I was campaigning to raise money for that. And, there, and then uh, uh, like I'm realizing as I'm working on my own book now, which I'm just starting to start final final artwork, but it's been like a process of like years really. <laughs> but um, getting your book out there is, is a public thing. And it's, it's honestly, I'm like really scared. Like, yeah. And b- like you're saying with traditional versus self-published, um, well, not only are you having to do all the jobs, but like you don't necessarily know if you're doing them that well either. Right. Yeah. It's so it's a little bit like, hey, look at what I'm doing. Maybe it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> like I tried my best. <laughs> like, but you know, maybe this isn't as good as if I'd been edited or this or that. But you know, I think like, well, it's interesting because I think there's something. So I was sort of lurking you, like some some interviews you did. And I, I think you said something about, um, like, there's maybe like an arrogance about like wanting to self-publish something or that it could be construed as that. Um, right, I don't know if right. Arrogance is the word you used, but I, I get that because like, there's a, definitely a part of me that's like, I don't really want someone to change everything I'm doing. I kind of want to do what I want to do. And, yeah. um, and there's definitely that part, even though like the editors and, you know, I, I'm not traditionally published. I'm not in that world. I mean, you're much more in that world than I am, but you know, their job is to help make the book better. And so oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody, had, buy, nobody buys a book hoping that it's not going to be good. Right? Yeah. Because every publisher is going to put tens of thousands of dollars into each of these books between salaries and printing and shipping and everything else. Right. Yeah. So that's like a huge, like, there's so much more pressure um, to, to have that book be successful. Um, yeah. Traditional publish. I mean, like everyone wants their book to be successful, but you know, you could really lose money if you're not successful. The scale of what it takes to be successful traditionally versus what it takes to be successful independently, I think is vastly different because if you self-publish and you sell $10,000 worth of books, say, that's amazing, right? Like you've, you've done that yourself where if you do that traditional, it's like, okay, great. You, um, may have only lost the company a little bit of money. You know, and so there, there are differing amounts of say pressure or expectation or, Mm -hmm. um, what it takes to, to kind of break even, even, but I I think one of the things that you're referring to with the previous interview that I did was that 
when, so I, I mentioned earlier that I came out of indie comics earlier in my career. And mm-hmm. when I first started uh, kind of investigating doing picture books, I was going to children's book conferences, right? And 11 years ago, things were very different. I came out of this world of comics in which you made your own comic to kind of prove to the bigger companies that you could do the work. Right. Right. Like you put out your own comics and then some of the big companies would notice and then you, they would hire you. That's how quite a few of my friends got hired by the big comic companies. And then when I came into publishing or children's publishing, I was suddenly hearing all these messages about how, oh, if you self-publish your own book, nobody wants to work with you because that means that you think you don't need them and that you're too good for them and all this kind of stuff. You know, this was 11 years ago. Uh, Luckily, things have changed quite a bit. And finally, it's kind of coming around where it's maybe a little more acceptable. You know, if you self-publish and you do poorly, uh, traditional folks aren't going to care or take notice, right? Right. Uh, But at least it's it's much more acceptable to do now. And you're not putting a scarlet letter on yourself by doing it. There are quite a few yeah. authors who do hybrid publishing nowadays. That's interesting. Like, cause it's, I, I guess I didn't realize before that like um, it is, it, I mean, maybe I did read it in that interview, but like, yeah, it's like looked down upon, you know, not only is it, I don't know, maybe not necessarily like, a promising business venture or something, but it could also hurt you. Right. Like, but yeah, actually, and what you're bringing up to you with like going to the conferences and we talked about this a bit before, like I, so I, um, I basically want to do children's books since I was a kid and I actually did make little children's books when I was a kid, but as an adult, I was a lot more hard on myself. And so I haven't really done it. Um, And so I was, I started off like in 2013. So this was uh, seven years ago. I took an online picture book illustration class with Joy Chu and it was through, um, oh, I can't remember exactly, but it was like um, a California college, like extension program thing that was online. And Mm. so that was the first time I took an illustration class for, for picture books. I have a friend who uh, was looking at, was reading my drafts. I also had a critique group at one point that just, it sort of fell apart, but they were reading the draft for this story that I, I wrote. Um, And I mean, that's now gone through 12 revisions and like half of those are just me actually revising that story. But in the beginning, it was really helpful to have other people, but I do think that um, when it came to the illustration, I actually just found a friend who is familiar with my work and I'm familiar with hers and we were sort of accountability partners and she kind of already knew like my voice in a way. Mm -hmm. And so she was able to, to be gentle, but critical, but like in a way that helped me in particular. And I feel like that really helped. Um, You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think that it's really important to have a critique group or a critique partner or an accountability partner or someone who can kind of walk that journey with you on a regular basis. I have a critique group and Mm -hmm. I trust them 
wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, and we've been together long enough that we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. We know when we get a critique, the point of view that it's coming from, right? Because right. we know each other really well. And so oh, right. So you can sort of take it with a grain of salt if it's not something you agree with or like, you know, like, oh, this person really is into this. So 100% yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been really exciting the past couple of years to watch everybody grow and to kind of experience all these things together. Yeah, that's cool. Have any of them been published yet as well? Or, um, so or a couple have... of them are already really well published. Okay. Um, and then a couple are uh, earlier in their journey. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. So we're all kind of all over the place in terms of actual publishing experience, uh -huh. but it doesn't affect our dynamic in the group. Everybody really respects each other, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I really liked having the critique group, but it was kind of hard to keep it up and like members kept sort of falling off. And um, it's also sort of like tricky to find, you know, you, you kind of throw yourself in. If you don't already know the people, then sometimes you might not actually even find their opinion that helpful either. Like I felt. Sure. And so it's like, how do you find that right fit, you know? So that's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, and that's what kind of worries me as well as like, you know, maybe I don't have enough people critiquing my work. And at the same time, I also want to trust myself a little more because I, I realized I was losing trust in my myself. Oh, interesting. Um, and actually, this is something I want to talk to you, ask you about too. But I feel like there are probably like many turning points, I guess, um, in me actually finally starting my own book. But um, one of them was just like getting, you know, after several years, getting some critiques that at the conferences that I just didn't really feel like helped me and also didn't motivate me because I know you're supposed to, to be traditionally published, you need to develop an art portfolio and you're supposed to send out postcards or, you know, get, you know, try to find an agent. And if, to find an agent, you also have to like, query and, and send out right. your work yeah. and have a website and all this stuff. And I knew all that. And I knew like the things, you know, I'm supposed to put into my portfolio, but um, I realized like I was not at all motivated to work on my portfolio for that reason. Like, and it took me honestly, like, I mean, there's so many factors that made me decide, like, I'm going to go ahead and just start working on my book and not worry about like, so in traditional publishing, you're supposed to create a dummy, which is, um, mm -hmm. I've a, done plenty of those. Yeah. Like a rough sketched, um, or it could be more fully finished, I guess. Well, not finished, but, um, it's the booklet. entire book drawn and laid out. And, yes. Right. And that's supposed to be like the mock-up that someone can see your book and visualize and then have a couple of finished illustrations so that they know what, what it will look like, but right, the finished art style, right? But they don't want it fully finished because they want to be able to make edits, and you know it's a lot of work to like redo finished artwork, um, right? Because there will inevitably inevitably be edits when a publisher picks up the book, right? 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 And um, and so, um, I realized that like so I actually like talked to like a a life coach. 
actually, I don't know if her thing was called a life coach, um, or maybe she was a creative coach, but her name was Lori Coop, Coop with a K. And she was really amazing. She was actually offering like a, a free session. And um, so I, I took one with her and she was like, I was talking about, I actually wanted coaching on my business and like, I, there's just, you know, as you know, there's just so many things like when you're trying to make money from creative endeavors, often you're doing a, just a ton of different things together right. to make that money. It doesn't always come from one stream. And so I was like asking her about, you know, I think I should be investing more time into this, blah, blah, blah. But I, at the time, this was a few years ago, or maybe it was four years ago, I I was actually like totally losing motivation for my artwork in general. Like I just, um, this was after I started my wholesale card business and I had like contacted like a hundred stores and like, it was just like a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of rejection as well. Um, I got like a 10% success rate <laughs> out of that. But um, it was sometime after that, I just started to lose my energy and I just, but this was a time where I'm like, well, I need to be focusing on something and um, and making more money and blah, blah, blah. But she ended up, you know, I, I told her like, yeah, well, what I really want to do is children's books, but, you know, I can't really make money doing that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, and then she was like, kind of like, well, you've wanted to do this your whole life, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, why don't you do it? And I'm like, but I mean, where does this fit in with all my money making endeavors? Like, it's hard enough to make a living doing this, patching all this stuff together. How am I going to also add this? And she's like, this is important. You have to do this. And I'm like, oh my God, you're right. And like, so it led to like a few other different life changes and things like that. But like that sort of kicked me in the butt because it was, you know, like, why aren't you doing this? Like, you're saying this is what you want to do. This is your life stream. When are you going to start? Right. <laughs> like, like you were saying, you know, there's a, it's like you can get sort of numb to your own dreams where you're just, um, yeah, of course this is what I want to do. I've been telling people this for years. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And then you're like, but I'm not doing it. Why? So, right. so that was like a big turning point. And then there's also like, you know, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this because you have a son. But, you know, I want to have, start a family as well. And I'm, I'm 30, I'm going to be 38 tomorrow. Tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And, <laughs> you know, um, like I was also like, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. I've been saying I want to do this for years and years. And why, why am I not doing this? It's also, if I start a family and have a kid, like I imagine that um, I will have no energy right. <laughs> for a yeah. long time. So I don't know how you feel about that with like fatherhood too, how that affects you. Oh yeah. So yeah. my son was born when I was 32 <laughs> and it was one of the reasons why I didn't pursue picture books through a big chunk of my mid thirties was because I was working and I was the work at home dad yeah. with, uh, you know, a, a baby. So yeah. I was working during naps and just kind of keeping my illustration career afloat at that time. So I didn't have the time right. to, you know, spawn a whole new section of my career. Right. And that must have been hard enough just maintaining your the career you already had, right? And right. I, yeah. 
Or did you find, I mean, some people like seem to become superhuman. <laughs> uh, most <laughs> some people, people I don't do. think do. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's true. I was not superhuman. Yeah. Um, no, it, and I... It did dash my, my lifelong dreams of being a superhero. <laughs> um, and I, I know for sure, I, I mean, I already like get tired all the time anyways, and I don't even, I don't have a kid. So I already know that like, it's going to be hard, you know? So that's definitely one of the motivators, but, um, but I, I think that that's yeah. one of the important kind of themes of one of the things we keep talking about is that it's not easy and yeah. that it's not overnight. And so my project is going to take a while. I know that it will because I'm not even sure which book I'm going to be working on yet. I have three <laughs> yeah. that I'm trying to decide between and okay. I'm looking at release dates. So here's kind of my thought process is I'm thinking of putting my first book out hopefully in next spring. So spring of 2021. So I'm looking Your at self published book. Yeah. My self published book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and, that's been pushed back from what you originally told me before. Yes. Because okay. the world. Yeah. It, it has gone topsy turvy here. Yes. In 2020. <laughs> um, and so these things happen, right? Yeah. We, we make plans and we do the best we can to meet those plans, but we also have to have some flexibility. Right. And uh, when it comes to self-publishing, we're the ones that are accountable to the project. There is not an editor or a contract that says, yeah. hey, you got to turn this book in by this certain time. And so I'm going to shoot for spring of 2021 and i haven't even started like illustrating my books yet because i'm trying to decide between the three that i have yeah. but you are already illustrating yours right yes and um real quick before i forget i just want to quickly ask you are yeah. those three books you're deciding between are some of those the ones that you're doing with your age or um being edited no. with your agent okay nope the, they're, they're the all your own okay yeah, so um, she is, I'm going to continue to work on the ones that I've been working on with her so that, you know, I have these kind of parallel tracks. Yeah, great. I think, like, sometimes I question, like, why do I want to self-publish? And I feel like um, this sounds bad because, but I think it is true <laughs> <laughs> that, like, probably a lot of people self-publish are people that have tried and haven't been able to be traditionally published I can't say for sure what the percentage is, but like, I would guess that a lot of people just found trying to be published very hard. So, and like, didn't get in, you know? A certain percentage, yes, I think that that is true. Yeah. Um, I also think that there's a percentage that see the flaws in the system, right? Mm -hmm. And the number of steps you have to go through and the number of opinions, and they don't want to kind of deal with that right like they've been rejected yes. and could continue along that path with other projects all that kind of stuff right like there are lots of people who get the their third fourth fifth books rejected and on their sixth book is the one that they sell right yeah yeah uh, there are lots of those stories and then there are the people who look at all of the hurdles or the hoops or the however you want to describe them and decide that they want to do something different for yeah. me right i i'm on this traditional path too yeah but i still also want to self-publish 
because it scratches a different kind of itch. Well, it sounds like for you, it's more about the time frame. That's part of it. I Uh, mean, it it didn't sound like it was the collaboration part that as much, but maybe, maybe it is. You know, I've been an illustrator long enough and I've had that it doesn't bother me to revise something. You know, art directors have for years been like, hey, we like this sketch. Do you mind adjusting this? Right. That's just a part of working with people and for people. And I don't mind revision. I don't mind collaboration and other people's opinions and all those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, But I'm also curious about what I can do if left to my own devices. Yeah. Um, What kind of book will I put out? And how can I make that book successful? Because Mm. it's going to be difficult, but I'm going to have to figure out a path. But at the same time, for traditional books, a lot of them don't get very much marketing support. Yeah. Right. So that path to success is a big part of the author or an illustrator lifting that book, promoting that book, finding avenues to, right. you know, get the especially, word out. Especially today, it feels like right. it's required. And, you know, traditional book sales don't automatically mean success either. Yeah. In that I have friends whose books even with the backing of a big five publisher only sell a couple of thousand copies. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause they didn't promote it. Well, it it's who knows, you know, yeah. if anybody knew exactly why a book hits big and a, why a, another book doesn't, yeah. then that publisher would have nothing but big hits because they figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, and at the same time, there are very few people who are, making a regular living yeah. by just writing their books and selling them to traditional publishers. Most yeah. people who traditionally publish still have their day job. Most know, of them are still crazy? working other things. And I figure I can put out a book that does middling just as well on my own. <laughs> middling. Shooting for <laughs> middling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it gets back to this idea of what, success means yeah you know and there's this idea that um oh you're not a real author you're not a real writer unless you're making your entire living doing that thing well that then cuts out even 90 percent of traditionally published authors so insane though um so you know, there are different reasons to go self-publish versus yeah. self versus traditionally published, right? Like self-publish, you're not going to have as easy access to, um, to bookstores. You're not yeah. going to be eligible for most big awards, right? You won't get the accolades of the industry itself. And those are all yeah. really good ancillary reasons to go self or to go traditionally published. Yeah. Um, but when you go self-published, you do get the control. Um, yeah. You get to kind of be the boss. You get to f- make it or fail completely on your own. Yeah. Um, so there are pluses and minuses to all of it, to both sides, to traditional and self-published. Right. Um, and and so, like, oh, go ahead. Oh, go on. Yeah, no, go on. I was just going to say, and so I want to try both just to get the experience of both, to see... Mm-hmm you know, to see what 
is behind both curtains. Interesting. You you explained it before, but this makes more sense to me, your reason behind it. Because um, it sounded at first, it was more like uh, time and just sort of like knowing that you could get it done. And That's part um, of it, sure. Yeah. Well, it is, yeah. But like you're saying, you're, it seems like it's more uh, curiosity and on your part for the, for doing both, but yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, like I feel like through my years of illustration experience, graphic design experience, all that kind of stuff, I have the skills to produce a book. Yeah. Um, and I fought going self-published for a while just because there was that aspect of, Oh, do I want to get into being the business person too and doing all the promotion and doing all yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, cause I already had to do that for myself to find clients for my illustration work yeah. and find clients for my graphic design work. But at the same time, even if I go traditional, I'm going to have to do a big chunk of that stuff on my own anyway. Right. So I might as well figure it out. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I was going to say it's less pressure, but maybe it's not less pressure, but I mean, if you want to hide your project, you can, you know? Right. I guess. And not like you would do. Of- yeah. Well, lots of people publish, self-publish for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. There are the people who self-publish a book just because they want copies for their families. Right. There yes. are people who have one book in them that they just want to get out into the world. Um, yeah. And then there are the people who have lots of books and want to make a career and decided that self-publishing is the way to go. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast was because there are so many podcasts about successful self-publishing, but they're all pros. They're all pros as in words, right? Like they're wildly or not, not professionals, but pros. (laughs) um, They're all YA or adult novelists or that sort of thing. And there aren't a lot of people out there talking about how to do picture books successfully self-publish and I think it's because it's so hard it's hard to not only get the writing correct but to find a person that will illustrate it for you that will be a good collaborator that will marry the words with the pictures just right it adds another layer of complexity that I think keeps it from being really accessible Mm mm-hmm and how do we find a way to do that? How do we find a way to make it accessible for people? Yeah. You mean to make, to create. Yeah. Yeah. And to figure out and not be intimidated yeah. by it. And maybe even learn some lessons about how to do it a little bit better. Yeah. And like, I also like, um, you've probably had this experience too. A lot of people approach me when they see my art and say they have an idea for a, a picture book. But, right. you know if you're actually going to pay someone to do that, it, especially someone like me, who's taken like, you know, years to do it (laughs) 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 to like appropriately pay someone. um, It's probably out of hand (laughs) to do for someone to do that. And, um, and also a lot of people, I, I, I remember before, I think people are starting to learn a little bit more about self publishing, but people would say like, we can work on this and then we'll get paid when it goes to a publisher. And it's like, that's not really usually how it works. So. Right. Yeah. Publishers. You're putting in a lot of work, you know? Yeah. yeah publishers don't want uh, author and illustrator to come to them. 
yeah. right? Because they already have illustrators that they have been eyeing and maybe want to work with. And, you know, if a project has, what if a team comes to a, a traditional publisher and they like the writing, but not the art, yeah. then they have to tell that team, well, we like one of you, but you have to get rid of your artist. And that's really awkward. Yeah. And yeah. so they're just going to reject it outright because they don't want to deal with the awkwardness of right. that potential situation. Yeah. And, and then, and you're also dealing with two people now and right. And sort of editing both of them. Um, so we're just bypassing that and we're just like going right to us doing it ourselves. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, I have this, I have the same experience where people will come to me fairly regularly and say, Hey, I have an idea. How can you illustrate my book? Yeah. Um, and I, I turn them down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I give them a quote and that makes them turn me down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, realistically to illustrate a picture book, if I'm going to do it, it's about 400 hours worth of work. Wow. So how did you someone, come up with that number? Well, I, it, at one point I broke down like, okay, it typically takes me this many hours to do yeah. an illustration of this size. I can probably, um, design characters in a certain amount of time, thumbnail and yeah. t- typically take in like when I put all that together, it came out to about 400 hours. Oh my God. And that's, that's so, great that you've actually calculated that. Yeah. So that would be like 10 weeks of full time work. If I yeah. worked on nothing but that project. You mean and like so, eight hours a day? Yeah. 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 Like, um, yes. Right. 10, 40 hour work weeks. And that's fast. And, I think, I think that's uh, fast. And so is someone going to be willing to pay my salary for 10 weeks? Yeah. Right. If I do nothing but work on their book. Um, And so that's kind of where I come up with my estimates Mm -hmm. is just like hourly rate based on this many hours. Um, And it's, it's not cheap, you know? Um, So it's hard for people who are writers who are not illustrators to find good people to work on their books. Yeah. And there's always the the possibility of splitting money after it gets published and all that kind of stuff, but without a proven track record for a writer, an yeah. illustrator's not going to be that excited to work for no. them. You know what I, mean? I mean like no, yeah. Sorry. So I, I think that we need to maybe get some people on who are writers who have worked with illustrators and and ask them how they've solved this problem. Right. Yeah. And I think give some hope to some people, you know, because it is possible. (laughs) We see self-published picture books. We see some that are successful. So how did they find their people? Right. And I I mean, I think that um, it seems like though that there are definitely people that professionally uh, do the work for hire with this Absolutely. or yeah this or for the self published books but uh i think there's also a lot of people that are um beginners as well that do it um mm-hmm. but yeah like your point of asking someone to pay your salary for 10 weeks as a full time job like um and i think for me personally too i i already have so many of my own ideas that i actually exactly. kind of I just want to illustrate my own at this moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and, I, you know, yeah. I was just going to say that like, if, even if it's not a full-time job, say I do it for 
two hours a day, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. It's, it's time that I'm not devoting to other paying work or Mm -hmm. to my own work. And I have a ton of, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to feed yourself. (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, artists have to survive. Artists have to live. And right. We need the and same we only necessities. Have the same number of hours per day as everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I think like, um, I haven't, I mean, I've been approached a little bit, but it's more just sort of general. It's not really like serious inquiries. Um, and I've never actually even given a quote, but mm. I usually just say like, I'm working on other things. Cause I'm usually, I usually am working on other things and, and they're paying things. So, um, yeah, I haven't even gotten as far as, uh, you know, giving a quote to anyone, but yeah, like when you put it in perspective, I also am trying to, I didn't time myself at the beginning of starting this picture book, but now that I'm doing some spreads, like some final drawings and paintings, I'm actually timing and just seeing about like how long I write everything down on my calendar, like what I work on each day and Mm. that's a good practice yeah just to like know that i I actually worked on stuff in my life (laughs) (laughs) so when you're looking back you're like what did i do with all my time yeah i mean there before i was as detailed there are chunks of my calendar where i'm like i was just yeah i don't know what i was doing you know yeah not that you have to be productive all the time but you know right yeah. Um, Your life doesn't have to be a commodity. No. Like I am only <laughs> worth the 400 hours I spent. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So I started. Um, okay. So to be real <laughs> about how long this stuff can take. So I've been, I created a special sketchbook to keep all my sketches and ideas for this particular book in one place. Oh, and how I also organized written, of you. What's that? I said, how organized of you? <laughs> well, it was also a way to motivate me because I was um, putting so much pressure on myself and I wasn't doing very much. And I was like, this will be funner to like have a sketchbook that I can come back to. And like, I also have a, a section where I write down everything I've done towards the book because oh. there's so many steps. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to show like, yeah, I'm actually working on this, even though now it's been years, but like, I'm actually, I've been putting in the work, even though it's taking forever. But like, so I'm looking at my book, my sketchbook right now. So in 2014, at the very end of that year, was when I had the idea for my story. And then I took um, Susanna, Susanna Hill's, um, oh, I should know this, but maybe we can link <laughs> to it later. But it's like, uh, maybe it was called Picture Book Magic. It's like a, a writing course. And that's when I realized that, and then I wrote the first draft for this story. And that's where I realized that writing picture books is really hard. (laughs) And something like, to write well, I mean, you can write one, but to to write it well and and to really um, polish it into something that can really sing and speak to not just yourself in your head, but like other people, hopefully, uh, takes a lot of work. So this may change with future projects, but I like to start with the writing. And I know some people are, especially people who illustrate and write, they're not like that necessarily, but. Yeah, I go back and forth when I'm developing a project. I doodle characters and I do a little bit of writing. I do some thumbnails, do some more writing. Yeah, I I didn't really do that. I I mean, I did sketch a little, but 
um, possible ideas for how my character will look, but um, it was mostly the writing. And then it took me until like 2018, like to really just kind of start the illustration process. And by that, I mean just sketches and, um, you know, character designs. Um, I mean, I was really afraid, honestly, to even work on this at all. I mean, I was like, what if this isn't good? You know, sure. What if like, this is self-published. I'm not being approved by someone else. Like this might be total crap. And like, um, and this is a thing I care about the most in the world. I mean, that's like, it's scary. I don't know if you feel that way as well. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're not going traditional publishing, you don't have that exterior validation in a way. Yeah. Right. You don't have another person going, yep, I approve of this, what you are doing. It is good. Right. Or saying like, well, it could be better if you did this, you know? Um, So there's so much fear because this is so important to me. Um, And there's still fear actually, but I'm just like, you know what? You're not going to necessarily please everyone. Sure. And um, you're not going to do it the way someone else might, but you're going to do it the way you do. And that's, and that's important, you know? And like, so, oh, sorry, getting back to like where I'm at now with my, my book. So, <laughs> um, so for about um, a couple years, I was just um, assembling sketches and, you know, building up this world and, and revising my drafts over and over and over again. And, you know, now this, um, uh, I don't know if I want to use the word pandemic. I wish there was like a nicer word, <laughs> but like this thing has hit and it's, I know it's been very hard on you because you, you've told me it's been much harder for you to function normally and do at like do your work than it was before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, with all the crisis schooling, cause it's not honestly yeah. not homeschooling. I'm not a person who has put lots of time into figuring out homeschooling like a proper homeschooler, right? It was very suddenly school is no longer an option. Here are work packets. There's meetings with teachers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, my, so I I basically lost my work day. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but on the other hand, for me, it's actually like, so for some people it's been way, way, way harder in many, in so many different ways. Uh, For me, it's like, in some ways been easier because actually like, um, so I actually had so many plans for the beginning of this year and it, it kind of flew out the window. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and also no certainty about really what's going to happen in the future. Um, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to work on my children's book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, cause there's like, there's just been so much, um, it's always been the thing I set aside, but like, just things have changed so much that now I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to do it, you know? Right. And it's still taking a really long time, but I'm still, um, but I'm putting way more effort than I ever have before. And I'm now working on my, my second spread, which is still taking, <laughs> everything's taking a long time. Like it's taking <laughs> like a week to even draw it a week or a week and a half to paint it. Like it's, um, it's a process, but it feels really good because I'm finally, you know, finally working on it. Creative but. projects take the amount of time they take. Yeah. Unless you're on a deadline. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. We're going to probably record regularly every two weeks. So we'll yes, actually get regular updates yeah. about how things are going. Right. Cool. So next time we record, are you going to have decided something? <laughs> no <Yeah>. pressure. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll know yeah. uh, which one I'm working on. How, what, how are you going to make that decision, do you think? It's actually about timing of the release. So mm-hmm. I'm already kind of thinking in a way like a publisher of, okay, if I'm going to shoot for the spring, I don't want to put out a book that would be more appropriate for the fall or the summer. Yeah. Uh, I have a monster book that oh. while it isn't a Halloween book, <laughs> uh, I want to try and put that out sometime in September or in the fall around yeah. Halloween, right? To make it a little more thematically appropriate. Uh, I have Your monster one book. monster book will be awesome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a book where a school features heavily. And mm-hmm. there's a question about when kids are even going to go back to school. Yeah. Right. So maybe I don't want to put out a book that in which a school is pivotal in the middle of a pandemic in which kids aren't going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I'm kind of starting to settle on one based on reading yeah. schedule. I was going to ask, like, how do you, um, as we were talking about, like, because it's self-published, we're you know, we're pushing ourselves to do this. How, how are you keeping, going to keep yourself on track, you think? Uh, this is going to be a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I don't want to show up to an episode and have you say, so what have you been up to? How's the project going? <laughs> and me say for several episodes, I haven't touched it at all. <laughs> right? I, I'm using the I world. won't judge you. listeners might i'm using the world as my accountability partner yeah you're using Um, shame as your tool you know right (laughs) (laughs) but well you know i'm a creative person shame is regularly in the toolbox let's be honest (laughs) um so yeah and once i settle on the project i'm gonna sketch out a a a plan with a calendar of, okay, okay. this is when I want it to be released, which means this is when I need to really start promoting it. This is when I need to have the artwork done. This is when I need to have copies finished for hopeful, like pre-release reviewers. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, Yeah. I'm not even like factoring that in. I'm just trying to get it done. But you know, this podcast is going to it's definitely going to help me figure out the steps I need to take to get it out in the wider world that right. I haven't been thinking about quite as much. Um, so, Yeah, and we'll have some guests on that will be able to yeah. spur your thinking on a few of these things. Yes, yes. All right, well, yeah. is there anything else that you would like to add here right at the end? Um, hmm, I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so, well, so we, we do have an email address. It's yes. picturebookpath at gmail.com. Yes. Um, feel free to email us any questions you might have, guest suggestions, all of those sorts of things. Topics, potential topics. Yeah. Whatever. Throw us yeah. in your su- suggestions. Well, it, thanks for listening. And um, as you go down your own picture book path, uh, we hope to hear from you. Yes. And we wish you luck and inspiration 
thoughts as you go on your path because it's it's difficult. It's not easy. Uh, although it is fun and it's exciting. Yeah, and hopefully you'll travel this path with us. Yes, come with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Picture Book Path is hosted by Ijun Kim and Philip Hilliker. We can be reached at picturebookpath at gmail.com. Our music is by scottholmesmusic.com. <laughs>